The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl tonight and I'm doing it all alone, hanging in here on a on my own solo uno. Hey, we got, hey, Larry Johnson, man. Not Larry Johnson, I'm sorry, but Calvin Johnson says he might just hang it up. You know, a guy that says he, he can only practice like three days a week, and it's just too much on him. But when you've made a hundred and something million dollars, you should be able to retire at 31 years old. Hey, but we ain't even going to go into that because we have a low, whole lot going on. This is Super Bowl week. And let me tell you, it's a whole lot going on in this big Super Bowl we're having. Hey, the biggest name of them all has to be Cam Newton. And I don't know what the statement Cam was making with those pants on he had on a couple days ago, but I don't know whether it was a leopard print or albino tiger print or I just I don't know what that was, Cam, but um you're you're in your own world, you know, and Cam has came out this week and said, hey. Uh, people don't know how to take him because he's a different kind of African-American quarterback. But then he slow-motion backtracked and said he didn't mean it in any ethnicity or he didn't mean any particular race. He really meant the athletic quarterback, the new and improved quarterback well cam let's 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 get it let's get it straight man you stand alone by yourself at six five and sometimes you weigh 260 pounds it's not very many quarterbacks in the nfl that go with that kind of that that weigh that much and are that athletic that out agile it just doesn't exist but hey guys we got james campbell on the line and james came in a few months, about a month back, and talked about his son, who's an up-and-coming um, athlete, going in his coming into his senior year next year. James, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, I'm glad to have you back, and you know, um, and I'm glad for you to give us an update on, on your son. How, how's he doing? Well, he's doing pretty good. You know, he's in the gym. He's uh, doing pretty good. Um, he's hit the books, which is most important. And uh, he's just getting ready for the um, upcoming year. Definitely important. And, James, give us a quick bio on your son again so people will know who he is and um, and who we're talking about. Okay, he's James Campbell, the third Palaka, Florida quarterback. 
Um, he's a starting quarterback. He's a junior. He'll be going into his senior year. And uh, we're looking for some great things for him. They went 500 this year. And uh, we're looking to go about at least 10 and 0. All right, ten and oh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, and, and James, um, I hope they break my old record back at Palaka High School, fourteen and oh. You know that'd be something. Yeah, but hey, um, James, um, how 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 tall is your son, and um, and what those hand size look like? Well, he's um, right at six one, almost six one. He's about one hundred and seventy eight pounds. He got he got some big hands like Troy Aikman. Um, he okay. can scramble. He can do numerous things. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, and, I, and I'm just curious about this right now. Uh, can he dunk a, uh, dunk a basketball? Yeah. He told me the other day he was able to dunk. He's been trying for some time, but, you know, basketball is not his favorite sport. So he hasn't really critiqued uh, that day yet. You know, I was in my 20s before I could dunk a basketball. I could dunk a volleyball around 11th grade, but it took me into my 20s to be able to dunk a um a regulation basketball. Yep. Yeah. But hey, but hey, James, um, what, what's, what's the off-season plan for him? I know our spring football is going to be kicking up for you guys. Uh, when, April or May? Uh, it's going to be kicking up uh, end of April, 1st of May. Uh, okay. Right now he's with um, Pro Impact Recruiting. Um, he did a couple workouts with them last, last about three weeks ago, and, and he's also with Next Level. Um, seven oh seven, um, out of St. Augustine, he's going to be the starting quarterback there. So, um, right now he's working strongly on his academics, you know, because he's going to go to school not just to play sports, but to get an education. So we feel, me and his mom, feel like this is the best route to take at this phase of the game. The way um, when a agent or a recruiting calls that he'll already be qualified and ready to go. Definitely. And he definitely needs to be qualified. And uh, I know we talked about this the last time, him uh, getting out there and taking a test. And, uh, and, I, and I encourage all athletes, all young men, young women that are, that are out there that are thinking about going to college, that are going to go to college, if you get a free or reduced lunch, talk to your academic advisors because the first time you take the test, it's free. Now, and, and otherwise, if, it, if it's it's not that expensive. It only costs about, what, 35 40 bucks. to take the test, James? Yeah, 35 35 it, it takes 30 It costs $35. Trust me, me and your Uncle Willie or whoever your uncle is will get $35 for whoever's out there that's, that needs to take the test because we need you to take these tests more than one time. You need to take it sometimes three, four, five times. That's why I encourage people at the end of your 10th grade year, you're qualified to take the test, start taking it and get it behind you because once you get a passing score, that's a beautiful thing. That's a lot that you don't have to worry about. You can just kind of kick back and work on your academics and not have that cloud over you. So, um, James, when is um, when is James the third taking a test um, again? Uh, he's going to be taking the test again in March. Right now, we're getting him some uh, specialized tutoring, and um, we're going to really we're buckling down on him, and he understands the very important of what they state. So he's committed, we're committed, and we're just going to move forward with that there. Uh, we don't know exactly which learning center facility that we're going to use, and hopefully with the results that he gets, other people will be interested as well. Right. So, right. 
that's that's really what we're trying to trying to do. Yeah. And, and um, James, I, I know a, a man down in um, a guy. His name, well, he was a former coach at the University of Miami, Don Solinger. He works for a, a company that they put on these um, like clinics around the, around the nation, and it's all about taking a test and talking about how to take the test. And uh, I'd really like to see if I can get in contact with Coach Solinger and get this information to you guys, and maybe if they're going to be up this way on the circuit, maybe in Jacksonville or Gainesville, or somewhere um, not too far, maybe Orlando, maybe we can get James down there or um, get him in touch with them, and, um, and maybe we can help boost his scores up coming into, the, coming into his senior year um, before he takes it the last time it's going into the summer. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I welcome that there wholeheartedly. You know, um, any, any edge that he can get is, is definitely welcome. Right. And James, I'm going to tell you, man, you know, uh, we can always talk about your son, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I said this the last time. Don't push him too hard. And I mean, and I, 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 trust me, coming from me, the person that pushed them harder than they needed, they they ever could be pushed, um, make sure he have some fun with this thing, too. You understand? Because it's going to be fun. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to understand that you've put enough good in him that when he goes away, he going to know how to act, and you're going to have that good talk to him before he leaves regardless. But when he does get a chance to have some, not necessarily freedom, because going away doesn't mean freedom. That means you got to be independent, and that's a different It's a difference between freedom and independence. And, uh, I know, and that's what a lot of kids fail to realize the difference. So I know he's going to realize it. I know he's going to be a, a, a role model student. And, uh, and we, got, we just got to get him into college, James. I mean, because I know once he gets there, he's going to do what he has to do to stay. And, uh, and we're going to be going to go and watch some games in college. Yeah, yeah. You know, it clearly states it says, uh, bring up a child the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from him. So right. he's been a, been a well-mannered child. So, so those are the things that I don't have to worry about. Sometimes it could be the company that one would keep. But at the same time, if, if the structure is not there, you know, the house will not stand. So I'm just compelled that he's going to do the right thing when the time comes, you know, from what I've put in him, what he knows what's right, and he will do right. So um, I think he's having fun, you know, um, especially at, at my expense on a lot of things. So um, I don't think he's liking in that area. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's a gifted kid. That's I mean, good, that's man. Hey, and and hey, you know, and we we hold no expenses when it comes to um, to those kids, man. And you know that, and, and you know that. Yeah. And, and and James, yeah. and I said this before, and I, I'm going to say it again to you. Um, I think it's important for us as parents to take a little time to type a letter out and send it to people, and let let these colleges know who your kid is, what he does. Here's a quick video of him. I mean, and really, pick pick 25 or 50 schools within a 200-mile radius of where we at and send this information to them, and you'd be surprised that just by them looking at your kid, they, they, they'd give them, I, give them a scholarship. We, I had a kid 
James Scott, who ended up going to, uh, going to um, University of Miami. And we sent some film on James Scott to go to University of Miami. And they said, yeah, we like James Scott, but who's that kid that's kicking the ball and running downfield making the tackle? You know, and this was Raheem Brady, who was all, who was a sophomore at the time. They gave they, they wanted it, they offered him a scholarship before his um before his senior year, and he did, he turned it down and ended up breaking his leg going into his senior year and didn't play. But he did to get a scholarship to Bethune Cookman. So my point is, is that we have to we have to expose our children. Don't don't wait for these high school coaches to do it. And and we can we can count on some of these recruiting services maybe, but we know we can count on us. And if we send it to Mark Rick or whoever Georgia's coach is or Georgia Southern or whoever um, uh, FIU or FAU or or um, FSU, we send them to all of these places, man, because we want our kids to get a look. And uh, I think it's important that we do that. Right. And, you know, even with the look, like I said, I want to have the academic part because we know what your son can do on the field. But can he maintain in the classroom? You know, can he hold that integrity? And that's where I'm at now to build him, building him up at that level, you know, right. because when someone says, hey, we want to take a, a ride on a Friday night to come and see James Campbell, is he ready if, if, you know, to be signed, you know, so that is where I'm at. Because I don't want to wait till the last quarter and then say, well, son, what are we going to do? Let's right. fuck it down. No, time is now. Right. So it sounds like, sound like you guys have a real good game plan. I mean, and, and you know, and I know, we cannot lighten up on that academics. No way, no shape, or form. I mean, we just got to keep buckling down on that academics because, you know, it, it if any flaw, we're gonna have to. Yeah. We have to tighten down on the academics. And you're right. Many people go to college, never, never get a degree, and they come back home, and they're in the same situation as those other people that didn't go to college, you know, and didn't get right. a degree. So they might as well have stayed home and did the same thing that the guys that didn't go to college did. So you know, um, and I, I, one of the things I'm most proud of is my is my bachelor's degree from the University of Miami. And uh, I was thinking about um, Cam Newton the other day. This guy, he seems to have done it all. And I looked it up to see, uh, did, he, did he have a degree? And, yes, he got his degree in 2012 from University of Auburn, a bachelor's degree in sociology. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, I want my son to be a big tax payer. Big tax payer. You know what I mean? That he's paying on Sunday. <laughs> you know, so that is where I'm looking at. I'm not looking, you know, I'm looking down the road, you know, but I'm looking on the horizon as well, you know, and yeah. and it's good to be able to be able to tell my son, I want you to work, but I don't want you to have to work like your daddy did. So, in other words, I want him to get an education because I wasn't pushed through that threshold. You know, not saying that I didn't have structure, it just that wasn't, didn't seem as important at the time. But now I know from the job that I have, education unlocks just about every door in the corporate America. So I want him to be competitive. Not only him, I want him and his sisters and, and everybody that, that has a chance to attend a college and get a piece of paper so when they're at the door, they can unlock the door with the key 
and that's education. James, that's so true, and uh, and it, it's the greatest equalizer is in education. You know, and, and it's something to be very, very proud of, you know, and I, I know that's going to make you extremely proud when you see him walk across that floor. And and I know uh, his sisters, have they have, they've already graduated, right? Well, his oldest son has graduated from UCF. He has one sister that is, uh graduated from St. John's. She's now at UCF. I have another one at, at um, St. John's in Palaka, and I have, he has two sisters at Florida State. They're um, sophomores. And, uh, so he has an upbringing. You have put some girls through college, boy. You hear me? My goodness, well, you know, James. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not just me. You know, it's, it's the parent. And, it's, and then, you know, I give a lot of credit to their mother. And, and James, well, you know, I... And, to, and you, and you know, I'm kidding because I, I know that you have, um, you, you know, you've done a, a great, great job with your kids um, and your and and their mother. Both of you guys have um, done an outstanding job. And, and trust me, your 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 son has already seen the path, and it's not like he doesn't know how to how to get there because people have already shown him how to get there. And uh, so, no, I don't think we have to worry about him with with the academics too much because I know he's going to be there. Um, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. His aunt's going to be there. His sisters are going to be there. His mother's going to be there. He got a great support system, even though it's going to be some people that's going to tell him, Hey, you ain't going to be nothing. You can't make it. We'll see you back home in a couple of weeks. Cause these are the same stories I heard when I left home at, at 18 years old. You'll be back in a couple of months. Might not even be a couple of months. So, hey, it, it, but at the same time, I had other people telling me, Daryl, it's going to be tough, but hang in there. Daryl, you might want to come home the first day you get there, but hang in there. It was enough people telling me those kind of things that made a difference and let me know that I don't, I don't want to come back home and, and make people uh, sad or, or make people feel sorry for me. No, I don't want that. I want to be... I want to be a trailblazer, and I know your son wants to be a trailblazer because, you know, like I said, he got a lot of good people behind him. Hey, James, I want you to hold through the break, man, and um, come back with us on the other side. We'll be back with more sports info with James, talking about James the third and his career coming up in the state of Florida football. We'll be right back, guys. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. It's a new year with new gear, and we're going to explore it all. So the best innovations in hunting and shooting gear, plus highlights from SHOT Show and the Outdoor Sportsman Awards. And we'll be joined by Tom McMillan from McMillan Seen on Sportsman Channel, Jeff Nimnick with Predator Pulse, Mrs. Bunny, plus many others. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Candon on the line, one of the biggest Carolina Panther fans I know. Candon, what's your prediction for the game, Candon? Carolina, bye. Um... I'm expecting a blowout. I say Carolina by 24. Wow. You really think that if you gave Peyton Manning 24 points before the game started and Carolina had zero, that they could, they're going to actually catch him and pass him? Yep. You really? Wow. Wow. You have a lot of confidence in this team. And I, I, I really have, I think Cam Newton is going to win. I just don't think he's going to win by 24. I think it's going to be a closer game and it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if if we have some surprises in this game because I think Denver's defense is probably the best we've seen in in the Super Bowl maybe since um, Ray Lewis and those guys yeah I I agree I agree I I just think you know Peyton Manning is going to give up a lot more Um, he's going to turn the ball over that's you know that's just that's just his nature these days. Yeah, I, well, I think this is a this is a different Peyton Manning team for sure. Right. You know, in the past, Peyton Manning was the man, and I think this this Denver team and this this Super Bowl team that's going up against Cam Newton is more um, short passes, tight ends to the running backs, uh, a, a strong, pretty strong running game, two decent running backs. Um, I think they depend on a lot more than just Peyton Manning now. And on the other hand, um, I think Cam Newton depends on his running game quite a bit too. I think they have a a solid running yeah, game, but he he yeah. he's a part of it too. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And then also, you know, they they went against the number one rating. Um, that Carolina defense went against the number one rating offense and just shut down Carlson Palmer and those boys. I mean, just made them look stupid. I, I would agree with that. But, you know, um, some of us had to be saying, maybe some some of us saying the same thing towards towards Carolina, but we were looking at Carson Palmer saying, hey, 
this dude is almost put together with Elmer's glue and chewing gum. And then, on the other hand, his number one receiver is, is, is the eldest statesman of the league, Larry Fitzgerald. So you know he couldn't, you know, it was just a matter of time before Larry Fitzgerald could not pull it out for them. And it, was just, it came out to be Carolina was just a bit too much for him. On the other hand, I really think Denver's defense is so good that when we look at Carolina's team, we were saying, hey, Ted Ginn, the number one receiver for Cam Newton, come on. But you look at him now. Yeah. They they can't rest those edges like they do on those other uh, quarterbacks. We all know that. I mean, they can't. They got to be careful. I I would agree. Got to be very careful. You know, I don't think they, you know, just like they said earlier, Earlier this week, they have not faced a quarterback like Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't think they have. But I, at the same time, um, you know, we look at Wade Phillips, and um, you know, he's he's been around, and and this defense that he has playing for them now is really playing some some really shut down um, defense, especially in their secondary. This kid Talib is is a big physical um, defense cornerback, you know, and then and um. We and we all know that their defensive line does bring a lot of pressure from the edge. Yeah. Uh, if, if they can get to Cam Newton, that's one thing. If he can step up and get outside of the pocket against them, they may be in serious trouble. Because I've said it on this show enough times that this guy, he he he's he looks like Julius Peppers and runs like Eric Dickerson. He, he's, he's huge, man. You know, he he looked for defensive backs to run over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but what do you think about this guy um, um, who we really have not heard from, uh, Vernon Edwards for um, for San for not for San Francisco for the for the Denver Broncos? Um, you know, here's a guy that was that was traded from the Forty ers and he came into the league as being uh, uh, a super rated tight end, and we just thought he was going to be um, the next Mark Bavaro, and he's been a dud. But here it is, the Super Bowl. And guess who's there? And if he catches three passes in the Super Bowl and one of them is a touchdown, he'll probably be asking for a giant contract next year. I agree. I agree. And, here, I mean, and here's I just, a guy that could be a difference maker. Well, I think you know. Honestly, I think he just need you know not trying to you know not, not trying to say that Peyton Man is a a terrible quarterback, but he just needs a young and up and coming quarterback to get him back on track. You you really you really think that's going to be what it is? I just think so. Oh well, I'm I'm not so sure. I really think that. Um, I really think. I think it might just be one game. You know, it might be just one big game like the Super Bowl that could really be a difference maker um, for for, um, for for this guy Vernon Edwards. But at the same time, man, I really think that C.J. Anderson with his he's he's had some pretty solid. Games in the playoffs um, this year, and and yeah. and this and this kid yeah, Ronnie Hillman, he he runs at a at a different type of he's a different type of running back with a lot of speed, and and CJ Anderson is is, is is more powerful and and he catches the ball out of backfield real well, but I, I I'm not so sure, man. I'm 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 really not I'm really not not so sold on on Denver. I think Demarius Thomas has not had a good good playoffs at all um but 
I I, I just can't can't call, count out Peyton Manning playing in what possibly could be his last game. I mean, it's almost like you if you, if if it was your last your last breath or your last sip of water, your last opportunity to say goodbye to somebody. I think you're gonna do it at 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 a, at a level that that might be just unstoppable. Yeah, you know. You know, the only thing I can't get over is that he's the past two playoff games. He hasn't thrown over two hundred yards. I mean, I mean, what Peyton? I mean, Peyton Man is not known for just throwing one hundred and fifty yards. I mean, it's just he just he just doesn't look good. His defense has been carrying him. I I would agree, and 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 that's why I think it's ultimately so important that he makes no mistakes. Because you're right, field position is 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 been so important for this Denver Broncos team throughout the playoffs. Field position has been very very important, and they've and they've they've some kind of way been able to pull it out, you know. And and trust me, I think that Denver the Denver game last week against the New England Patriots was a much much tougher game than the Carolina Panthers up against the um, the Cardinals. Right, I agree. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And 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 Denver found a way to beat Belichick and and Tom Brady. Well, we look at you know Coach Arians and and Carson Palmer. We don't look at them in the same light as we do um, Belichick and um, and Brady. But taking nothing away from 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 that game, I, I think that Peyton Manning has to do what he's done to get himself to this position, and he has not. His ego has been in the closet. He has not thrown the ball 40 times, 35 times a game. You see him throwing the ball 26 times a game. And you're right, what, 200 and something, 200 yards a game. But he's playing field position. He's not being greedy. He's throwing the ball away. He's, he's putting himself in a, in a, he's putting his team in a position to punt the ball. So I think he's made, he's been smart. And, and hey, we've always said that about Peyton Manning. He's a smart quarterback. And when you have a defense, number one defense in the league, you might want to lean on I guess you can be careful. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can be careful. You can be careful, right. And, and that's how I think what he's been doing is, is being careful. I think he's been very careful. Yeah. So, Ken, and, um, you got a 24-point 24, 24 um, Carolina by 24 is what you're saying. And I, I just yeah. can't see that. But I do see – I do see um, – I, I see Carolina by three. No, my, by seven. Carolina by seven. And I, I and if I if, if someone was giving me fourteen points, I take I take um, the Broncos in a heartbeat. What is the spread on the game? Do you know? I think it's uh, like four and a half or something like that. Oh, four and a half. That sounds that sounds about, that sounds about right. Four and a half would be right. Yeah. Well, hey, Cannon, thanks for calling. We have a call on the line from Tampa. We got Roshan calling from Tampa. And, um, Cannon, don't you be a stranger. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, Matt, we got Roshan on the line? Hello? Hey, Roshan, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, loving life. Oh, man, this life down here in, in North Florida, up here in North Florida is just beautiful. I mean, the weather is fantastic. 
played in a golf tournament on Saturday. Um, there's no Monday night football tonight, though. There's no Sunday night football. Did you see the Pro Bowl? Yes, I did. How, what did you think? What's your what's your what's your what's your opinion on the Pro Bowl? Should they just cancel the whole thing? Hello, Roshan. Yes. You think they should just cancel the whole Pro Bowl? Just don't eliminate the whole event. No, I I'm drawing a conclusion. It's 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 entertainment. But I like the I like the actual draft scenario that they do, and, you know, with the exception of I mean the way they used to do it with the AFC and NFC. I kind of like the draft the draft lottery thing that they're doing now because um it's it's more of a strategy game now instead of conference versus conference. I'm not so sure I like the draft format because I don't I don't I, I matter of fact I know I don't like the draft format. I would hate to um, see, and, and I think that's one of the reasons we see what we see, too. But these guys don't really want to play the game at all anyway. So they really don't want to go up against guys from their own team. You know, you're not going to see a linebacker sack his own quarterback in, in a Pro Bowl game. And I don't think he should be sacking his own quarterback. If anything, he should be sacking the team from the AFC's quarterback or the <laughs> NFC's quarterback. They shouldn't be sacking their yeah. own quarterback. So, no, I don't I don't, that's, that's, have, that's, that's, I don't like. What was that? Yeah, you have a point there. They, they showed that uh, Sunday when uh, Richard Sherman had did the reverse route and um, the, the, his linebacker came and tapped him, but he pretty much just laid him down. He, yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying I, I I don't like that part of it, um, and I really think if if we're not going to play tackle football, uh, we need to find some something else to entertain us, or we need to up the ante with the money for one thing. I think you know if, if they made if they put um, a million dollars million dollar pot together, I think we'd uh-huh. find a, a a much better game. Yeah, I, I agree 100, percent especially when you're talking about money because. I think they played this time here. What the winner get twenty nine thousand something like that? Yeah, that's not enough money. And the loser got like, yeah, and I mean it's not hurting their pockets by no means. But if you ended up, if you ended it up, it would be nice. And another thing I would like to add to that, Daryl, is I feel they ought they should keep it the way they had it, as far as the timing is concerned. Not a week before the Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl participants. You know, should have a right to, to play in the um their version of an all star game as well. I agree totally. I, I agree. I think they should have. I, I think they should have the um the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. And, you, and yeah. if guys yeah. want the guys that played in the Super Bowl want to play in the Pro Bowl, they're welcome to play in the Pro Bowl. I I, I don't think they should um change the location of the of the Pro Bowl. I really think now the the uh, Hawaii uh, location is a beautiful location and a good location. You know, we yes, always expected to be in Hawaii. Yes, it is. Yeah, but they really got to do something I, about it, man, because it's it's almost like watching a watching guys that don't want to get hurt, and that means that they just catching each other, and you know, they lightly drop someone to the ground or politely put place someone on the ground. That's not what we want. Yeah. To see. 
No, yeah. exactly. And, you know, and, and once again, you are taking the actual all pros out of the game by eliminating the two conference champions. You know, I know you have to put subs in the game sooner or later because someone may be injured. They can't participate in the Pro Bowl. But why should, let's say, per se, uh, Cam Newton is not allowed to play in the Pro Bowl, but he's an all-pro. Right. And soon to be MVP if, you, if, if, if the tables are correct. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, what do you, what do, you do when... Um what what do you do when you have a guy like Cam Newton who people want to see, you know? So I yeah. think they should have it after the Super Bowl, and and, and the same the same as with Peyton Manning. Here's Peyton Manning probably playing in his last game. Um, he would have loved to play it in the Pro Bowl a week after the Super Bowl. A banged exactly. up Peyton Manning would have played in the Pro Bowl a week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you always because and if you win the if they actually win the Super Bowl. He's going out on top, but why can he go out on top in the Pro Bowl where all of his fans can see him play against the best, not just against Carolina. We're talking about against the best of the best because when you're picking all pros, you're not picking third shooters. You're picking the best of the best. And you're right. It should be a little bit more physical than what they're playing, but I guess, you know, the the, the, the way or the nature of the game is they want, don't want to risk injuries and the, the coaching staff don't want to put them put their own teammates out there and it's 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 confusing but I feel like it. And I like the draft. That's just my personal opinion. I, I love the draft because I just like to see sometimes change is good in, in some people's eyes. And um if the fans choose to have their favorite player play in the Pro Bowl, provided he's an all pro, you know, we should give the fans the the, the the NFL should give the fans exactly what they want, whether the conference champions play um, you know, two or three off each team. I would agree. I would agree. You know, um, you know, the Super Bowl is this week. This is Super Bowl week. Um, Cam Newton is the, is a vote. All the attention is based on him, um, and probably well deserved. You know, Cam Newton won yeah. a national championship. He won the um, the Heisman Trophy. Um, yeah. This man, he is he is the man. I mean, he's yeah. that dude. And um, let's not forget junior college. He won a, He won a championship in junior college as well. Well, some of that stuff don't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Cause trust me, man, I'm, I'm just kidding. Cause them junior college rings be blinging just like them national championship rings. And it do count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it do count. Believe that. It count. That same sweat they was throwing down. Division one was thrown down, so I'm just kidding with that. Yeah. Hey, but um, you know, uh, Cam Newton, man, is just he's he's put himself on another level. And do you think what he's saying and and doing and the way he handles himself is this the future of the NFL quarterback, or is this just Cam Newton? I can say pretty much it it is the future because now you know you you have athletes need to play, and right now Cam Newton isn't. Big, strong, mobile, athletic quarterback who can produce touchdowns in the pocket, but also can produce touchdowns as a dual threat as well. And the league, it's a passing league. It's going to a passing league, but you know some of the some of the general managers, some of the owners, just you know they they are pretty much content with a pocket passer and stuff like that. But when you put excitement in the game, such as 
back in the day when Michael Vick played, he changed the game for the five or six years when he was in in, in his prime in Atlanta. You know, they had to make they had to devise a whole other scheme when they traveled to Atlanta or when Atlanta traveled to their area. They had to they had to change the game because of this quarterback. You know, Steve McNair because of him they had to change the game. And but when you have a pure pocket passer, okay, we can put eight in the box if we don't have a good running back. What can the quarterback do when he can't run? I hear you, Roshan. And so you who and and uh, we got to run, but give us your prediction for the Super Bowl. Uh, I think Carolina they 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 have the talent level to pull it out, but I would love to see Peyton Manning just put a swan song to go out on top. But my prediction would be, if I had to make a prediction, I would say Carolina twenty seven, Broncos fourteen. Okay. I think that's a fair score. I think that is a very fair score. Hey, Roshan, don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock on Sports Info UM. Here at Sports okay. Info UM. On the Voice America radio. Call us, man. We're here. Okay. It's nice talking to you. Hey, it's always nice. We appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, guys, that was Roshan from Tampa. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to have Roland Villa giving us a, 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 a racing report. We just had a big 24-hour race in Daytona. We'll be back right after these messages, guys. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Roland Villa giving us a 24 hours of Daytona report over the weekend. We had a big race down in Daytona. How's it going, Roland? It's going fantastic. I tell you what, what an atmosphere there was. One of the big three races in the world. You've got the 24 hour Daytona, the 24 hour Le Mans, and you've got Sebring. Of course, two of those races here. We had an international field all kinds of people, and of course it was at the brand new Daytona Rising $400 million racing stadium, they call it now, and wow. uh, it was a just a fantastic affair. Everything went really, really well, with the exception of early uh, practice and qualifying, but uh, the race went off, and a Honda-powered HPD Legier J5 took the overall win with Sharp Brown Van over to beat and Durrani, uh, it was a pr- prototype P2. A little bit of controversy there because the prototypes, the, uh, the common Corvette prototype that they have now, this is their last year of running that. Next year, they'll be what they call the P2. It's got a big fin on the back and, a, and uh, of course, the aerodynamic wing. And uh, it had a little bit better. Uh, it had a 3.5 Honda with a turbo. Totally different from the second, third, and fourth place Chevrolet Corvette Daytona prototypes. Now, the Wayne Taylor out of Orlando in the number 10 car took second place, along with his son, Jordan Taylor, Ricky Taylor, and Max Angelelli, Max the Axe Angelelli, and, and uh, Rafael Barrichello did a really good job. Dalziel, Goosens, and Hunter Ray here from the Daytona Beach area in the uh, Visit Florida number 90 Chevrolet Corvette took third. And then the defending IMSA champion from the past two years and the winner from 2014, uh, Joao Barbosa, Christian Fittipaldi, uh, Albuquerque, and uh, we also have a uh, Scott Pruitt. We're in the Chevrolet Corvette finishing uh, in fourth place. This went to a Ford EcoBoss Riley. Now, the first GTLM car, because there's four classes of cars running, was a Chevrolet Corvette um, C7R finished 45 one-hundredths of a second in front of its team car, the number three Chevrolet Corvette C7R, and that was Magnuson, Garcia, and Rockenfeller that uh, finished there. So that was probably the most magnificent finish. Can you imagine driving from here to California and there was 45 one-hundredths of a second of of being beat getting to California? That's that's what this is all about. It was yeah, and I, and I saw that finish rolling. I really did. I, I love that race. Um, I've I've gone down there a couple of times in the middle of the night just to see it, and um, hung out as long as I could and came back home. But um, I, did, I was just so um, yeah. I was so amazed at the sight of that car, though that Honda Patron car. It's yeah. just it, it was just a sight to see on television. I and I, I just really want to. Next time I go down there, I think I'm going to try and get one of those passes to go in the back of the pits just to get a close-up look at these cars because I'm so you fascinated You would be smart to do that because that's where the real pageantry is, is behind that pit wall and being yeah. able to see these cars up close and personal. 
you had Ferraris and BMWs and Audis and Dodge and Aston Martin and uh, Lamborghinis. You had a who's who in motorsports here. The first GT, GTD class car was the number 44 Audi with Potter, Lally, Siegfried, and Rast. Uh, the second place car was Pappas, Katzberg, Long, and Andy Pilgrim that was in that car. Uh, the PC, that is the, uh, uh, it's car, the Orica FLM09. They finished 18th overall, but first in class. Four different classes, and the challenge for this is, is each of those four classes have a different speed of car. And you have to be able to maneuver around those cars. Of course, the, uh, the prototypes are the fastest that there are, but you've got to be able to negotiate around smaller Porsches and, Audis and BMWs and such, you know, along the way. So, you know, every brand fared well, with the exception of the Ford GT, the, you know, the much ballyhooed uh, GT uh, M or LM car, and uh, they had some transmission problems during the night and uh, were relegated a little bit further back. But this was the um, this was a shakedown race. They're already thinking that they can possibly win at 12 hours in Sebring, Florida, and that comes up in mid-March, so that's going to be something special. Yeah, you know, that is going to be something special. You know, Roland, I've talked to you about this before on the show a couple times that um, we've seen the Toyota enter into the NASCAR, but we're yet to see the number one race car in the world in a NASCAR, and that would be Honda, and uh, I'm just waiting to see if NASCAR is going to ever allow another foreign car maker to enter into the to the big challenge of NASCAR. Well, they used to say, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. And now that uh, Toyota has taken the championship last year with uh, uh, Kyle Busch, certainly Honda has to look at that and get into the foray. Honda, of course, was here. Uh, along with Toyota, they were racing at the Speedway. So, I mean, it was every car make pretty much was represented if it's a sporty of any, any certain kind. Now, coming up in just uh, two weeks, we have, of course, several different uh, racing venues coming. We have ARCA that will be here. We have the, um, the truck races will be here along with the um, what they call the Xfinity, which is a second-tier series, and, and then the Sprint Cup series. And this is the last year of Sprint Cup. It's going to change, and I'm blanking out right now what the new – sponsor is going to be, but that, that multi-year sponsorship is, is going away. In between all that, you know about Daytona, Daryl. You're from this area. You know that our racing began on the beach. Yes. We had straight line drag races, and then eventually Big Bill had his um, racetrack that was on the, the south end of the beach down there. And uh, during that period of time, a lot of legends were born in the sport to help make it what it is today. Everybody sees the glamour, they see the Hollywood side, and they see the commercials, they see all the things that are going on, but it was the you know, the weekend racer, the, the guy that got out there in his garage and built cars and, and brought it forward, and Daytona Beach has a very unique event, and that event that they have is called Back to the Roots. Back to the Roots is at the Main Street Station where I'm standing in right now, and that's Big Bill's old gas station right here on Main Street. Wow. They've got an event coming up that's going to be really special. It's going to be on, uh, the date's going to be on, let's see, 13th through the 16th. 
all kinds of things going on. Right with me right now is the lovely <laughs> April Lee. I'm going to turn you over to her just for a minute, and she'll tell you about these events. This- Hi, Daryl. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, good. Uh, Roland, say so you're going to give us a, uh, a lot of info on the Legends event that's coming up. Yeah, well, we have three events this year at the Main Street Station property, which is the property that I operate, and um, we've we've grown. In fact, Sunday will be kind of a starter event for us, but it, it kicks off with some racing stories, racing art. Uh, a lot of guys that have written books will be coming in to sign their books, but the one that's most special to me is the Monday night event. It's our fourth annual event. And it starts at 3 with an auction to benefit the Shriners Children's Hospital. And David Reagan, race car driver, will be coming in to help promote that event. But the cool part about that one is John Reinhardt, he's the main character in the Canada Storage Wars. He'll be here to oversee the auction for everyone. So that'll be cool. That's just That's entertaining just in itself. And then we'll have Backyard Boys Barbecue here. The, the legends will be arriving at 4. And they'll be walking up the red carpet. Right now, we have over just over 50 people RSVP'd for sure. So mm-hmm. now, a lot of times, you know, some will come and some won't be feeling well. And then sometimes some will come at the last minute. So, But we have 50, you know, RSVP'd. I'm thinking we should have between 60 and 70. Nice. And then uh, we do a brick paver ceremony where we um, commemorate about 10 to 15 different legends each year. And, and all this is going to be on Main Street in Daytona Beach? Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, what, what's that address? The address is 316 Main Street. 316 Main Street. All right. And, and is there have, a telephone number couple... you want to give people to, um, to get in sure. contact with you to maybe um, yeah. come to this event? Sure. Sure. 386-214-1389. All right. And we also have a couple websites. I don't know if you want to put those in. Sure. Give us the website so we can have people go to them. Okay. Um, sure. We have Main Street Live, M-A-I-N-S-T-R-E-E-T, Live, L-I-V-E dot com. And then back to the roots, Daytona dot com. All right. And when is this event going to be held again? So the, we've got one on the 14th and then back to the roots, the fourth annual is the 15th. And then the awards brunch is on the 16th. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. I think it I'm going to be there. And, yeah. uh, and hey, give us a call next Monday night. We're here every Monday night. And um, let's, pro- let's promote this thing again, make it a big event. Okay. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Hey, okay. thank you so much. Yep. And yep. tell Roland I said thanks again. You got it. All right. You have a great weekend. And, who, and, and one more, before you go, give us your Super yeah. Bowl prediction. Well, you know, um, it's going to be hard to beat the Broncos. Okay, so you got Peyton Manning and the Broncos, and they're going to win by, <laughs> what's the score? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a numbers person. <laughs> okay, well, that, that, we're not even going to take a score. You're taking the <laughs> underdog, and that's good enough for me. I like that. Peyton Manning Sounds is the good. underdog once in his life, not too many times. But, hey, you're going with the underdog. And, hey, call us next week and promote this event, and let's make it a big thing. Thank you so much. Take care. Oh, thank you.
All right. Hey, Roland, thanks a lot for calling and giving us a racing update. And, guys, that was Roland, and he's promoting a, yeah. a Legends event down in Daytona Beach on Main Street, uh, the 14th and the 15th of February. thing is basically free, except yeah. for the brunch. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's the free, Roland. Right on the- you say free beer? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, you guys would show up for that, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Roland, but before we let you go, who who was your um, Super Bowl prediction? What's your Super Bowl prediction? You know, I'm I'm a sentimental favorite, and, and I've got to go with the Broncos. And um, i got to go with the Broncos. i got to go with Peyton Manning. The big question is, will this be his last game? That's a, that's a big question, and I'm not so sure this is going to be his final game. I think if... If um, if the Jets call him and say, "Hey, Peyton, could you come and help us one season for five million? I think he's probably going. I don't. I, I don't think that this is his last season. I really don't. And uh, we'll see how things shake out. Yep. Brett Favre played till he was forty-one years old. Roland, you got it, man. Yep. I, hey, Roland. Thanks. Yes, old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roland, thanks. Man. And hey, give us a call, man. We really appreciate you, it, you calling us, giving us a racing update. You got That's it. It's a big part of Happy our show. Happy Speed Weeks. Hey, <laughs> let's do this. I'll be down there for Speed Weeks. Thanks again. We'll do. Hey guys, Take that care. was Roland Via giving us a racing report, and um, Leslie giving us a Legends invite to Daytona Beach on Main Street. Man, on February 14th and 15th, I think I'm going to be down there checking that out. And, guys, we are in it down to the last few days going into Super Bowl 50. Wow, Cam Newton against the legendary Peyton Manning. Can Cam Newton pull it out? I'm not so sure. It's yet to be seen. Some say he's going to win by 24. I don't see it happening. But at the same time, Peyton Manning's last performance in the Super Bowl was horrific. And I know he wants to redeem himself. Hey, guys, we'll be back next week. And we'll know the outcome of this story. We'll see you next week with more sports info. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. 